This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. And as ever, please remember to subscribe on whatever channel you're either listening or viewing this content. Please make sure that you leave your comments. We always like to debate those over the over the weeks ahead. And also, if you can rate us, be massively appreciated. It does really help us a great deal. In a period of a bit of a lull at the moment, so no, no games to talk of, but, but plenty going on behind the scenes, I guess. So we have got a special guest today, but before I introduce him, uh, Tom, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. You? Yeah, yeah not too bad. Missing missing the footy, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, and and our, our special guest today, and, and you know, ma- massive thanks for taking time out, out of his schedule, uh, player that played uh, for Blues, 40 appearances, scoring a couple of goals over a five-year period. Um, very much instrumental in a fantastic academy setup, and graduated from that. So... Viv Solomon-Ottobor, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm fine, thank you very much. Top man, top man. Um, Viv, so what, what, what we, I think we, we've got a format with lots of our guests because we, what we don't want to do is just focus on as, as much as this is a Blues podcast. I yeah. think it's really important to, to understand your journey and okay. how you got, got into the game. So obviously from London originally, um, yeah. was football always a passion for you growing up? Uh, when I was... Maybe when I was like three or four or five, I wasn't, I could play because obviously like where I grew up in my state, like everyone always used to, kids, you know, it was like back in the day, like we used to play outside and stuff. But like we was playing outside and obviously some people play football. I'd play from time to time, but like it wasn't, I'm going to go outside and play football. It wasn't until um, I went on holiday to Nigeria and I was at my grandma's house and I saw like all like trophies and stuff in my house, in in our house. So I was just like asking, I was just curious. I was like, oh, who's, who's that? Like, whose medals are these and that? And she just started laughing. She goes, oh, that's your dad's. Obviously, my dad didn't come with me and my mum at the time. So I remember I was like, no, it's not my, my dad's. Like, no. And then she was like, yeah, it is. So then I was like, all right, cool. Mum, cool dad right now. So then my mum's mom, called my dad. I remember it was like yesterday. My mum's called my dad. And I was like, oh, dad, like, so he was a professional footballer. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. As soon as I get back. I want Astro Turfs to play outside. I want like a new top. I want a football kit, basically. And I remember as soon as we got to the airport, we went to, at the time, it was called Sports World, Sports Direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went straight to Sports World, and that was it. That's how it started, literally. 
then I was just every day just fanatic. So what what kit did you go for to to open up with? Was it? It was. It was crazy. I think I had. I think it was a Chelsea kit. You know. I don't know why. Wow. It was a Chelsea <laughs> kit. I don't know why. I had some like I don't know. It was like a long sleeve tight. Remember, it was like umbrellas tight around the neck. I, mean, I don't know why. I just said, "Oh, get me Chelsea." Like I don't know why I said that, but then he got it for me. But yeah, it was mad. That was like maybe yeah, you just knew your time. collar was going to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 after that, was it sort of obviously started playing quite a bit, and then did you play for your school? Was that the first sort of yeah, serious um, football you played, or did you join a team, or how did it go? Well, I joined like a, um, a you know like a, a little league. Yeah. Near my house in more than more than little league it was. Well, I think I was I, I did under eights there, under eights, nines and ten. And then I remember for the last year of year six, I didn't play for a team. I just used to do like after school football, like every I think it was like every Wednesday and Friday at school. And then from there, then I went to Tooting and Mitcham for under elevens, and that's when it kind of like under twelves, and that's when it kind of said, okay, cool. That's when I was kind of like in the Obviously, it wasn't a professional, but it was like Sunday league, like a good Sunday league, Surrey league. So, like, it was like the best. It was like the best before academy. So, like, that's why yeah. I was playing. And then, yeah, like that's that's when it started. I done under under twelves, under thirteens, under fourteens, and then under fifteens was with like where I really got like my trial to like try and obviously go to like an academy at the, at the time. Then. So, so when when you obviously obviously you found out that your dad was a was a, a decent footballer himself, when, when you sort of said right, this is what I want to be, was it was it very much was he was he supportive of you? Is it something that obviously he he'd done incredibly well, or, or you know we we always sort of talking about you you making it? Yeah, and he just said like from from when I said uh, when I, as I was getting older, he just said, look, if this is what we do, what you want to do, me and obviously me and my mum. My, him and my mum they said they'll, they'll support you we'll go with you all the way yeah. just as long as you're, like, you're doing alright in school if this is what you really want to do this way you want to like try and achieve then yeah we'll, we're with you behind like 100% so they were, they were always they always supported me took me to like training and stuff I remember like there'll be times like my mum would have to get my um get me from school with my sisters and then straight from school we're driving she, she's driving to drop me to like training then she's waiting there and she's got my little sister like in the car and that and then wait for me to finish training then we go home and then it was just like it just supported me so much it was, it was good like all the fun times good times yeah I, I do you know what there's a, a lot of players that we've been really lucky to speak to, to lots of players from different sort of generations from you know that have played for Blues over the years yeah and it does seem to be a real continual theme around parents having to drive pretty much all over the country just to take the lads to you know, to train into yeah. games that really does help them get to ultimately, you know, to become that pro football player. Yeah. It really is important to have that support, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so those sort of times, you you get into that sort of academy, sort of age group and level. Was it Palace that you sort of initially sort of involved with? How did that sort of play so, out? Was it lots of clubs? So basically, yeah, no. So yeah, so I was with. So we was originally two in the Mitchum. And then we changed our age group and so our age group and the older age group, we changed to Hampton and Richmond Borough. Yeah. And then we went over to Hampton and Richmond and I done, I think under 13 so that season, I was like 20, 2008 or something like 2008 and nine. And then um, under 15s, I remember my friend was playing for uh, Wick and Wanderers at the time. 
Okay. And he went to my school. Obviously, he knew I was good, but obviously back then, it's not like now, like so difficult to like get a trial or to get yeah. scouted. It's difficult those times. So obviously we knew, like I knew I was good and stuff. Like my school, my, my, I remember my sports teacher used to try and help say, look, when there's like a next like open trial or ch- at Chelsea or like somewhere, like I'll try and like recommend you. So I remember yeah. he was like, it was a summer holidays, 2000 and 2009. Summer holidays, 2010. No, sorry, summer holidays, 2010. So he was like, it was precinct. He's like, yo, um, I'm going to call my Wicked manager, go. Like, tell your dad to drop you. They said you can come and train. So I was like, you sure? He was like, yes. Yeah. So I remember my dad dropped me. I remember I trained there and smashed it. So then, um, like, this is the dedication. Like, I remember, so yeah, so then, uh, I was training there, playing match. I think I was 14, I was playing like the under 16s at the time, I was just playing, 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 playing. And then so then I'd play with Wickham as a trialist, go back, play for like my Sunday team on a Sunday. So I'd play with Wickham on the Saturdays with the under 16s, but I got picked for the, for the match, play then and then Sunday, play with my um Sunday league team. And then um like I was doing it for ages, ages, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna sign you, we're gonna sign you. And obviously my friend was, um, he was at the time, obviously he was good. So obviously he was on the verge of leaving with him because I think he was on the verge of leaving at the time. So I remember it was just like, look, like if they're taking long to sign you, then you've got to do what you've got to do, but like, just keep coming. So I remember they're like, yeah, like every other week they were like, yeah, we've got your training kit ready and stuff. So I'll be getting excited. But <laughs> <laughs> obviously, and then, um, so then there was one time when obviously they, I think like, some of the players that were like 16 at the time, they were like all coming back from like injuries and like more players were like coming. So then the one game I didn't get picked for the under 16s. So I was under so I was under 15s at the time. So I didn't get picked. So I remember we had uh, AFC Wimbledon on Sunday. So I went to play with my Sunday league team. So they done well. Then I just got scouted by Chelsea, literally. Like out oh, from man. nowhere. Literally, <laughs> yeah. So then the Chelsea scout was like to me, um, Ray Rembridge was like, um, yeah, like, um, just come and see me after the game. So I was like, like, as I was, like, I remember, you know, like Sunday League, you could come off and come on. Yeah. So yeah. I, remember I came off for like 10 minutes and then you come and just said, he pulled me. It was like, look, come see me after the game. I need to speak to you. So I was like, okay, cool. So then went to speak to him, gave me the card and he said, um, tell your mum to, um, tell your dad or your, and your mum to like, give me a call. And obviously my, um, my friend's dad, that was like taking me because at the time my dad was in Nigeria because my sister had gone to school over there. So he was like helping us settle. And obviously, um, my friend's dad was kind of like, and my uncle was kind of like in, you know, like in charge because my mum kind of knew, but she didn't really know. So then she called. I remember like, we called him. He was like, yeah, um, I've been tracking Viv for like three years. We've been wow. watching his development. And yeah, I feel like now's the time that he's ready. And he was right. It was so right. So then, yeah, I went. I went. I think I was there. I was at Chelsea on trial for about six months, like doing everything. I was, I was so close to signing, but I didn't sign. Anyway, anyway, so then... Uh, when you're when you go to Ontario, those type of clubs, like they even like to you. It's even good that you don't sign because of like the the um the, the rate of like how many players actually make it through anyway. So yeah. like it's better for you to like kind of go in. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So they gave me like a list of clubs to go for. So I remember the Chelsea scout was like, look, um Crystal Palace would be good for you. Crystal Palace, I think it was Crystal Palace, yeah. He was like, Crystal Palace would be good for you. So I was like, okay, okay. So then we rang them up. Um the coach, the under 15s coach at the time, Ben Garner. He was a Bristol, he just left Bristol Rovers like a like couple months ago. So I remember we called them and I remember I played, we played a, a game against um, Palace like a couple of weeks and I don't want to score. So he's like, oh, is that the, the the young, the right winger that tried this? Like, yeah, so like, bring him in. So yeah, I went in and then, yeah, it was crazy. Like the first session, 
I don't know, it was like something was in me, like just getting a ball from the goalkeeper, running for everyone, like it was crazy. So I signed straight away for two years. And yeah, that's how, that's like literally, that was like my first, obviously I had a little taste at Chelsea, but like, you know, like actually that like being signed and then like yeah. you're actually part of something, you have the track, so you have the kit. Like that was, Christopher was like my first ever academy. That was when I was under 15s. So that just goes to show like, when you're like nine, it doesn't matter if you're not in academy from nine to like 15, like it, it can come at any time to be fair. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, th- th- I think that's a bit big sort of lesson in, in sort of perseverance, I guess, because yeah. Yeah, you just never know, do you? You never know. Um, so, so obviously spent a bit of time at Palace and then yeah, I think you offered a scholarship at Birmingham. Is that how, how it sort of came about? Yeah, so basically it was, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, like, it's weird, like, it's like different stages in my life. It's like I always go get like to a, like a, a point where like there's always like an obstacle I have to like almost surpass to get to yeah. in the next stage. So then I remember like I was probably, you know what? I was probably, the, I was the best in my, in my age group. And I remember we had a meeting with me and my dad, we had a meeting with Ben. Uh, this is at Crystal Palace. So like the, so I signed maybe in, in January and then, you know like you know when you're young you have like reviews at the end of the season so yeah. my review was literally okay cool you're going to get a scholarship everything's sorted but you know when you move age groups you move with different coaches right. so then we moved I moved up to under obviously under 16s with a different coach and it was just completely different I was still doing well but obviously I don't know you just had these favourites at the time and them days anything could go on in football so I remember it comes to decision time and I was thinking, okay, cool, I got my decision today. So I remember I went to Crystal Palace. To, you know, like in London, I don't know if they have the big athletics place, Crystal yeah. Palace. That's where we used to train. So I remember we've gone there and then they're like to me, oh no, Viv, we need to like, um, you're not getting, you're not going to have a meeting today. We're going to, we still want to assess you like after like three, four more games. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So then I remember I was playing, doing well and everything. And then it was Portsmouth, we played Portsmouth away. And I remember I was doing well and then, I just got subbed at half time. I remember I was sitting there in tears. I was just so angry. I was like, like I was upset. So I just said to my dad, look, like, let's just call the meeting now. Let's cut it short. So then we done that. The guy said, no. Nah. <laughs> the guy said, no, nah, we're not giving you a scholarship. I said, thank you very much. Like, thank you for the opportunity, everything. I remember I sent them a text, like, as soon as we um, left the training ground, sent them a, um, sent them a um, text, like, to the coaches and that, just to say thank you for everything. And then just... I remember then I went to an exit trial. So then I went to an exit trial. And like, you know, like that's like the showcase game where like yeah. all the all the clubs and that are there. And funny enough, Crystal the, the coach was there. So I remember I played, I've killed it. So I remember like um scouts I was speaking to my dad at the time, Derby, I think it was Derby County, another one. And I remember I finished and then the Crystal Palace guys were like to me, oh, oh Viv, you're right, you coming to training on Thursday. I just looked at him like. Are you serious? Like wow. you, you know, just remember what you just said to me like last week. So then I was just like, I was just like, yeah. So then um from, I remember Birmingham scouted me from there. And then yeah, that's how it started. I went to Birmingham and then done a session there. And then yeah, um, yeah, done a session with Birmingham. And then yeah, sign and then yeah, it was a this I had this between like three other clubs to sign, but the relationship that Birmingham had with my school as well, like the way they communicated and everything, like it was just yeah. so professional. So, like, my school was, like, so... Because I went to, like, a strict Catholic school, so it was wow. very rare that you're allowed to, like, leave school for sports. 
Yeah. So like yeah. The, the, the relationship that they had, they they built and like how they were communicating with my school. Like my school was just like, yeah, these like, are the real deal. Like if like they seem to really like you. So then I was just like, yeah. And then I remember they offered me the scholarship. I remember I had it in my, I remember Blues yeah, played a match against Norwich and then they offered me the scholarship in the office. I remember Christian Speaksman. I remember I sat because when I was young, I was very shy. So I was just sat down like this, like head down. <laughs> <laughs> I was sat in the office head down and then they called my dad from Nigeria they're like yeah um, they want to we want to offer your son the scholarship dad was happy excited like job done for now do you know what I mean like that's yeah, the kind yeah. of job done yeah so then yeah like that, that's when that's when it started and then yeah that's how the um, the journey began Viv and, just, yeah. just on what you said there which I think shows it's, pro- it's probably you know d- down to your, to your upbringing more than anything else the fact that you'd been to want of a better phrase, shafted by Palace, and you know they, you know, probably strung you along, and you know you've been really humble and said, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I, I guess we were you raging. I mean, it must have been so disappointing. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, it is that you know when you because I already had the. It wasn't a disappointment because at the same time, you know, like your first ever trial was Chelsea, and you're a young kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you go into that training complex, and it's just a complete different world. So yeah. then to, to experience that, and it's like everybody knows you're at, on, at, you're at school, everybody at your school knows, oh, you're on trial, they see you getting picked up from school. And then it's not pressure, but it's just like, you know, like everyone will just, there's that all eyes on you kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. then after that, that wasn't, it wasn't, it was, a, that was a, just a grateful experience, to be honest. Like I wasn't, I was hurt. Don't, I was hurt. I was hurt because you're young. Any young boy would be hurt. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. You'll be hurt, you'll be upset, you'll be crushed, but then it's just how you bounce back. So I remember I was just like, you know, no, like I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm gonna get signed because ultimately, this is this is the pathway to, this is the pathway to professional footballers. So like the little setbacks now, I can't really, it's not really gonna affect you if you deal with it correct because yeah. ultimately there's more, there's more to gain in the long run. For sure. So then, um, yeah. So then. Uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, yeah. So then the Palace one was just like, like, I remember, so I remember I told my PE teacher, I was just like, yeah, I didn't get a scholarship. I remember, I was so weird. I remember going in, the, I remember I was in the, um, in the canteen and all the youth team boys were like, oh, you got your meeting? I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you're sweet. Do you know what I mean? They're like, you're yeah. sweet. Like, yeah, you're calm. Like, you're good. And I was just like, bro, like, I was just like to them, like, there's something funny. Like, and then I remember like walking past Dougie Freeman to go to the obviously I was young so you wouldn't know me but I remember literally walking past Dougie to go to the meeting and then have the meeting with him I said no I was just thinking I left and then I was just like you know what then from there it was just like look the mindset was I'm just going to prove these lot I'm just going to prove whoever made that decision to say no I know it's not football reasons but I'm going to prove them wrong do you know what I mean so then yeah so then when I went to Birmingham the plan was ultimately I'm just going to watch you you will see kind of thing that was my that was my my game like my head my game like you you will see you're yeah. gonna see I mean definitely so, I think just just quickly as well like what how did that relief feel when you got that scholarship because I can imagine it oh, being quite yeah, emotional because yeah. you'd finally got what you you wanted for a while yeah no it was um it was great like, I remember I think it was crazy like because you know like think about it, it's me I remember in my year, we had a lot of talented players in my school. And like to be that only one in your year group to get that, or even in like, let's say the year, being in year 11 and year 10, 
and you're the only one in your school, and then maybe there might be another one in like year seven, year eight. That's, do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. So it's and he's the big. only one in his year, so it's crazy. So it's just it's difficult in itself. So like it was just oh it was just it was a relief like you know like your parents can like just finally relax again. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because it's you know, they, like my mum and dad are relieved, relaxed, but it's like okay, cool, you've got this now. Now you've got to go again, kind of thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Next. You, step, you haven't yeah. made nothing. There's nothing, and th- that was the. I feel like the two years in a scholarship is probably the hardest thing in football for okay. me personally. So, so as just, a young yeah. Yeah. So, so, so on that, you obviously you, you signed for Birmingham. What what? Did you move up? How, how did it how did it play out in those first couple of years? What was the transition like? Yeah, so first first when I was so because I signed when I was still in school. I used to yeah. do school. I used to go to school till Wednesday. Then I'd go to travel to Birmingham Thursday, train Thursday, train Friday, play Saturday, and then travel back and go to school Monday. Wow. So then yeah, we used to, I was doing that, and then obviously when it came to preseason, I, I finally moved up into Diggs. I was right next to the training ground, so yeah, that was a transition. Yes, obviously, I moved. I and moved and up how, myself. How did you find? How did you find it when you moved into Digs? Was it sort of were you ready for it, or it's a bit? It's a, obviously, we again when we speak to players, everybody seems to go through that, and everybody's got a different story. So, how how did yeah. you handle it? For me, like it was, like you know, it was weird because all I knew was London. You know yeah, know? all I knew was London and. And uh, my friends, and obviously my school friends. So then, when it's like, oh, you move, like you're in digs. I don't know anybody in Birmingham. I'm not. This is not my city. I'm not from here. I know my teammates, and I was still kind of getting to know everybody. Yeah. I still, because I was obviously away. I'd come and I'd go, and I'd come and I'd go. So then, like, it was, it was, it was difficult to start. But obviously, the people who looked after us in digs, they were fine. It was just. Okay, cool. Going to training was I loved it because you're training, you're doing what you love, you're there every day. It's like ooh, I feel like okay, cool, I'm on, on the road to trying to make as a professional footballer. And then it's like when you get back to digs, it's like okay, cool, what am I going to do now? Just <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just a waiting game, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, at that it's point, it's like when's the next training session? Like yeah. that's that's crazy. And I mean, the schedule you had at such such a young age, like to kind of deal with that how, how was that like was it a problem did were there times where you just felt like you couldn't do it anymore or were you just oh, completely man. comfortable and rode it rode it out the best obviously those times those times where it's like you know like when i'd get the train i'll get the train home so let's say i'll get the train home saturday and i've got to get the train back sunday so i'm not even home for literally 24 hours and it's like yeah oh like oh, i wish i could just play for a London team and then I'll just be at home. Like, just stuff like that would go through your mind. But then when you get the train and you go back and then you train, you're like, oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? And then, but once I got used to everything, oh, sweet, perfect. Started getting like more comfortable around the training ground, speaking more like open, like just opening up and speaking to more people. And then I was fine. But it was just like the first six, seven months was a bit difficult. But yeah. as I got over that, and then yeah, I was, I, was, I was ready. I was good to go. And it started showing on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. And who who was your sort of the, the, the main sort of coach for you at Blues when you when you were first start you started started to really get into that sort of the whole swing of things in your scholarship and beyond? Uh, uh, Steve Spooner and Gareth Holmes, they okay. were the um, and Christian Speetsman. Obviously, he was the academy um, manager at the time. Yeah, and um, yeah, Christian, Steve Spooner, and Gareth Holmes. Yeah, they, they were our coaches. Very good coaches. To be fair. Very 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 good coaches. Well, Steve, Steve's obviously still still there. Um, 
So, so, and just on that, so that that sort of group of players that you were with when you first got to got to Blues, who 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 were you with? Who who was in that sort uh-huh. of side in your age group? My age, I think my age group was one of the best. It was uh, me, Reese Brown, Damari Gray, Just Ugly, Con Truman, uh, Bobby Mosley, uh, Bobby Mosley, uh, Kobe Arthur. Yeah. Uh, um, Liam Truslove, Nathaniel Kelly, Callum Preston, another goalkeeper. Uh, who else? As in, like, my, yeah, my first year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Viv, that, that's decent, isn't it? There's at least seven <laughs> or eight players there that did flirt with the first team at one point at Blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, a, there's, that's crazy. The amount of quality in that squad, to be fair, yeah, could yeah. Uh, actually get somewhere in the Football League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. If I'm, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a question because I, I asked it to Richard Beals, and, it, and it's, it's a bit of a personal one. So, um, you mentioned Reese Brown. So I w- there was a period for about I don't know about six months when he broke into the first team, and I actually thought he was. I, he's one of the one of the best young players I've seen at Blues. Oh, what was it like when he was a kid? Was it, I mean I, I still think he's a fabulous player. And we should never have got rid of him. To be honest, what what was he like when he were you sort of going through the I guess the the ranks with him. So when I was, I remember when I first came to Birmingham and I was I was still in school. And I remember I met him, and that was he was small, but like on the ball, it was just crazy. Like he was playing like the way he played, the way he plays, he plays as if he's he plays as if he's playing like on the streets. Yeah, but smart. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's weird. So like he'd be playing centre midfield, but. And sending midfield, that's a, a important like role to play in in a team. Obviously, it was just like he just well, technical ability, very good, can dribble. He's very strong as well. You can't really get him off the ball, mm. and he's quick thinking as well. He can thread a ball, thread a ball through, can shoot, can score. You know, it's just he's an all round talented player. Like it's just a gift. Yeah, he's just a gifted player. No, I mean it. It definitely that definitely shone shone out. I think when he when he broke yeah. in, but go. <laughs> But going back to so we, we, sort of 2014, you, you sort of went out to Oxford City. If yeah, and, and how was that? Because obviously that's really bringing the develop your development forward. Was it was that useful for you? Did you learn a lot? Yeah. So um, yeah, because at the time I remember, you know, like it got to a point where, like, like I said, as I got comfortable, more comfortable, and I was able, my ability was just able to show more, and I got more comfortable, and I got more confident, and I was just, I was just like killing youth team game. I was just playing so well. So it got to the point where they were like, okay, cool, like this this boy needs a challenge now. Like let's let's throw him in men's football. Obviously, if obviously I wasn't gonna break into the first team at the time. So obviously um uh yeah so then they were like oh let's um let's send him alone. So they sent me to Oxford City and yeah it was it was it was it was a surreal experience. I remember like going to training players, guys are coming from work. From like from college to train, and like it was three points, three points or nothing, and it was just it was it was that it was it, I needed that it was good for me to just get stronger or get quicker and just just get like it was just it was like okay cool I'm in the men's game now, and it was it was what I needed to be fair because obviously the youth team was good and stuff like that but then we hadn't really had nothing to play for at the time when I went so yeah. it was good to go out and finally try and experience that side of things. Before like moving into like the development squad and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, did anybody dish dish plenty out to you when it, when you're at Oxford City? 
sort of the opportunity oh, yeah, yeah. to maybe uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 every like, yeah every other week yeah like it was that it was uh yeah it was brutal it was brutal them days but at the same time it was good because then when I yeah. went back to blues and then I trained with the first team and then players are kicking me I wouldn't get up and be complaining or anything I just get back up and just say yeah give me the ball again let me go again John so it was, it was very good it was very good it was a good experience for me at the time so so around about that that sort of time we, we'd sort of gone through the obviously Lee Clark uh who, who was on the pod a few a few a few weeks ago and very honest about his time at Blues and how difficult it was with just various stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so, so when he left and Gary Rowett came in, obviously that was about the time where you were you were knocking the door, if, if not kicking it off the hinges. You were you were very very close. Yeah. But so how, how did you get on with Gary? Was the did 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 he so were you recommended fairly early on, and did he have a you know decent chat with you? So before, like, even like with Lee Clark, like Lee Clark was, um, I remember like Lee Clark was good with us young, like when we were kids, I remember like 16, 17, like, he, used to, he used to make, he used to make us, so like, you know, when you was young, you have to, um, you have to like go and get the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. He would make like Reese, like Reese would go and watch, we would go and watch like the first team and just watch to see what they're doing. Yeah. And then like, We'll just be learning, like just watching. He'd be like, "You look like stand and watch." We'll just be watching, and like one time, I think one time he was like, "I'll oh, reach join in," or like sometimes from yeah, it was so he like he was good. I remember there was one time, I think it was 2014. I was doing well in preseason, and he actually said to me, "Look, if you keep going on like this, you're you're gonna be in at some point, like if I can." And like to hear that when you're 17, you're thinking, "Okay, cool." Like this guy like trust kids and like trust young players and stuff like that. So like Lee Clark was was good for like obviously us young ones, and obviously at his time he brought through Kobe, brought through Damari Gray, and was that uh, and Reese. Yeah, to be fair, so he also like, got the best out of yeah. Ravel Morrison, who not yeah. not many people have been able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? So Reese, I remember we used to watch Ravel. Uh, we used to watch Ravel because some of the things he used to do, you would just want to see it again. And he would do it again and again and again. We would just be thinking, oh my God, this guy's just, this guy's on a different planet. Like even, um, who else? We had, we just had like every, like the squad then was just, it was a very good squad. So we just used to just learn and just watch. And then like, if he was doing well with your age group at the time, and they'll do like a round robin or something, you'll get, you'll be picked in sessions or you'll get, get to go over and train. So that was good then. So then, yeah, as um, Gary Rowett came in, um, I was like, yeah, I was, I was doing it all right. I remember I was doing well. And then um, I got, he sent, I remember he spoke to me. It was like, um, Kidderminster, do you want to go to Kidderminster? I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. mind. So I remember I went to Kidderminster for one week to um, to train, to, to do a loan to end the season. So then, um, but un- unfortunately that didn't like go ahead. So then I came back to Burn. He just said to me, look, um, I want you in and around the building, just continue to play with under-23s and do well. And then when we come back in the summer, we can kind of like review things and then see where, like, where you're at. So then I just literally just continued with the under-21s and just tried to, every game, just try to, to play my best, really, and which I was doing. Yeah. And then obviously coming back to pre-season, standing myself with a chance. But also, if not getting a chance, I feel like I was kind of ready for a league loan anyway at that time. Yeah, yeah. And, and and sort of round about that time, obviously Damari was he'd gone from you know I guess some a young lad breaking into the team to somebody that was obviously 
uh, as somebody a bit special to, to tearing up the, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously he moved on, which I think probably gave you, I think it's probably fair to say passing of your, the torch. Your, yeah. Your chance. So what did you feel about that? You know, from a pressure point of view? Uh, and when, when he left, yeah, because there was obviously a gap, and and I guess you were probably in the next cab on the rank, as they it say. Definitely yeah, gave like, you your pathway into the squad. Yeah, so I remember. Um, so before I think I kind of broke in when he was ready, when he was still here. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was still here. So I was like in and around it and stuff, and then coming on, coming off the bench and that, and getting starts. So when he left, no, there was no pressure. I just like I just wanted to um to just play because I remember I think I just signed a new contract because I was. I was caught in two minds whether to, to sign, to extend. I think I had uh, my contract was finishing that season. So then though we was in, like, in talks of like signs. I remember Demi, Demario, Demi was like to me, like, I'm, go- I'm going. I was like, you're going? I was like, I was like what? Are you actually going to leave? Because like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gone. Like, it's done. So obviously, I was just like, oh, my God, like, congratulations. Then I remember I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, um, now this is kind of a leeway for me to kind of show as well. And then yeah, yeah, I remember like I got I think I played like the first started the first four or five done well and then yeah I think the manager then the manager just brought in like another experienced player and then from there it was just it was just one of those one one of those things where it's just like kind of like kind of just learn and then if you get your chance kind of thing it was just it was weird like it was a weird experience. It was it was Jack Magoma who he brought in um, at the time wasn't no. it I think. Yeah no it was Will Buckley. Oh, Will Jack, Buckley, Jack's, yeah, no, I remember yeah, Will Buckley. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's, yeah, Jax was already there. Mags was already there. Yeah, he yeah. brought in, I think Will Buckley came as well, yeah. So we had kind of like an experienced squad as well. We had yeah. James Vaughan, Clayton Donaldson, um, John Terrell, um, obviously Magoma and Will Buckley as well, and Lafferty. So oh, yeah, Kyle. Bit, yes, at that time, so... It was a bit, yeah, it was, there was a lot of experience in there. So it, was, it wasn't difficult, but obviously at the same time, you can't understand, especially at that time and you're, and that age that you're, you're at. Yeah. But I was still like knocking the door and training and stuff and like training well to, to kind of compete at them times as well. Yeah, and, you know, in fairness to yourself, obviously in that 15, 16 season, you won the, uh, you know, sort of best young player sort of award. Young player season, you know, yeah. What, what, what did... What did that mean to you? Were you expecting it? You know, was that really a, a big boost for you? Uh, yeah, like obviously coming through the academy, and obviously like especially with the journey, journey and like the journey that I had, especially at Blues, especially like in the like obviously the youth system, youth system, and then obviously to break through and then to get an award like that, it just shows like all the hard work and it's not only for me like the staff that I worked with all like over the years, yeah, and, that, and for them to see you like win that. Like it was just, it was just a surreal experience. It was, it was great for me to be honest. Like I was so happy. Me and my family it was like, it was another big achievement for me. Gradu- yeah. Like it's like graduating from an academy and then to obviously to get granted with that award as well, was was great for me. Yeah, well. and I have to ask by the way, how did it feel completely ripping apart that Fulham side to score your first Blues goal? Like you oh, literally yeah. waltzed through them. That was class. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, I remember just getting the ball and then just running and running. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going myself. Yeah. Like, and then I remember he was like, come on then. Like, what are you going to do? Come on then. And I was just <laughs> like, and I remember I was just looking at him and then I remember I went to go left and then chuck back and then shot and it went in and it was just like, oh my days. Like, 
it was the raw was it was crazy. Like that was the first like the, the raw was just ugh, can't even explain it to this day. Like sometimes when I watch it, I still get goosebumps on watching it. Like the raw was just I never heard a raw like that in my life. It was man, yeah, the, the, yeah. It was it was crazy. Yeah, it was probably one of my best goals. To be fair, the scenes were good. Yeah, I remember the celebration. And everything. Yeah. It was just all class. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And my parents, my friends, because it was in London, so my friends were there. My mum, my mum and dad were there. My uncle was there, and I remember my friend came late, so he was in the Fulham stand. Yeah. So he saw me score that goal, and like he he oh, was no. just like, oh my, like he was going. He was he, like he was going crazy, but at the same time, like he couldn't. So he tried to. I remember he tried to like hop over like the stands to get round, but the security guard was like, no. So then he had to leave the stadium, come back round, and like wait until like we get out. And it was just, it was just a crazy day. It was a good day. Yeah. Obviously, big win as well. I think it was like five something. Five, yeah, I think one, it was five two five. in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was five. Scored five that day, so yeah, it was good. Definitely. So around about that time, obviously, it was going you know, great guns, won the award, you know, breaking into the, you know, you, you played, started a lot of games in and around it. And then I guess at the end of, uh, of sort of 16, Gary Rowett sort of leaves the club. I mean, oh, sorry. What, that's all right, mate. What, what was that like for you? I mean, because it was, it was unbelievable from the outside. I mean, we, we talk about it regularly that, you know, you, we always remember where we you were. You know where you were practice. when it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We was, um, yeah, it was cr- we was in the playoffs. It was six. We beat Ipswich yeah. the night before. I remember I was on the bench that day. I remember. And then we come in the next day and then they were like, oh, the gaffer was like, um, the gaffer was like at the time, oh, we, I need to see you lot. So I was just thinking, yeah, normal meeting kind of thing. Obviously, the young players, I was young, so obviously, even though I was still like in the first team dressing room, I'll still go to like the under 21 change room to just like yeah. chill because obviously I was 20. Yeah. So then, yeah, so obviously, so then obviously got called to run to the meeting, whatever. So we're there and he's just going, lads, I've been sacked. <laughs> we're like, what? I was like, like, what do, you, what do you mean you've been sacked? He goes, yeah, like obviously the club want to go in a different direction and stuff like that. And it was just mad. Like, I remember just sitting there thinking, wow like like even when you're doing such a great job like things can just change it was just and I remember like going to see him in his office and then him and Saley his assistant they were like it's your time carry on now we, we believed in you now it's your time just keep going like just keep doing well keep working hard It'll work out for you and I was, like, I was just thankful yeah. I just said thank you very much for like giving me the opportunity and like believing in me and give me the chance to obviously play in the first team and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, it, it didn't hit. It, it, it took a toll on everyone for a long time when yeah. he got sacked. It did. And then obviously the new manager came in and everything everything was just trying to change a bit too fast and stuff. It was just one of those, it was just weird. Like, it was the first, you know, like as a young player, that was the first kind of time I've ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit, so it was, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough, very tough. How emotional was that dressing room when he told, obviously announced to everyone that he was leaving the club. Oh, like, it was so emotional because it's like, obviously his formula was, if you work hard and you outrun everyone and with your quality, you will win games. So obviously from when, like, they, um he took over, like, you could just see straight away, like, the, diff- the difference in training was, like, was immense. Like, the, 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 um, the intense training just went up. Like, we used to run, because we used to do the same runs as them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the runs were just... So, so just in case if you go over there you're ready 
like like the runs were just like so intense. But obviously, once once you like got used to them, it was obviously it was good for you and you'd feel fit. So like all all like what all his um formula and everything that he taught us, like everybody, it was just instilled in everyone and then instilled in everyone and then. And to to be where we was at that time in the league as well, the, the, the boys were doing well, like six. And obviously for that to happen, of course, it's going to have a little mental defect on everyone. At the time, yeah, it was yeah. tough. Like, it was, yeah, it was, it was tough, man. It was tough, but yeah, it's, it's just football, isn't it? Like, football's an unpredictable game. So it's like, yeah. And it's so sad because it's like, that thing happens, but it's like, okay, cool. The next day, it's like a whole new chapter. And it's like, okay, cool. You've got to channel your mind to, to then doing what you've got to do day in, day in out to then perfect it on a Saturday. So it was like, you're trying to obviously have a, a good mindset and, and obviously work hard and everything. But at the same time, you're thinking, oh my God, like, I just got sad. So like, you just have to kind of move on from it and, and just continue with your job and like work hard and obviously, yeah. So, yeah. so when, when Zola came in, did he, did he sort of, was it just a sort of a group conversation when he sort of, you know, just sort of laid out how he wanted to play and what it was going to be like? Or did, did you manage to have a one-to-one? Because at that point, you know, you, you've you absolutely nailed down as a first-team member yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. So did, did he take you to one side and, and give you any sort of, I guess, comfort that, you know, you, you're in his plans or, or not? Uh, so when um, the manager came in, like, he was a very nice guy, very, very, very nice guy. Good manager as well. To be fair, he like he just uh, he just said to me that he didn't actually say to me that you're in my plans. He was just like, look, you're a very talented young player. Like, I want you here. Just continue to work hard and do well. So I remember from when he first came in, he was teaching me how to play as a striker. Okay, because because he saw the qualities I had. Um. Like, like holding up the ball and stuff like that. He said, I feel like you've got more to your game than just playing out wide. I feel like you can, you can play in the middle as well. So then I remember for a couple of training, like for a couple of weeks, I was training in the striker position and stuff, which was good. But then I remember like, we, like, I just wanted to play. I was hungry. Like, I just wanted to just play, just kick yeah. on now because it's like I experienced it the year before. And then it's just like now I'm just, Training, coming, yeah, I like, just want more. Like, I'm training, coming on here and then, and if I don't get enough minutes, enough to go back and play with the under twenty threes, and then like prove myself again, keep showing that, yeah, look, I'm, I'm kind of better than this level. I'm, I'm ready to, for the step up. So it was difficult. And I remember one time I was knocked on his door, and I just said, look, um, Gaffer, please, like, like, is there any way I can go out and play football? Obviously, I'm not trying to say that. I don't want to work hard and play here. I want to play here, but obviously if the opportunity is not going to come. Like, I need to. Play, uh, I just want to play. Just want professional football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... So then he was just like, "No, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah." He was just like, "No, you're not. You're not going nowhere. You're not allowed to. Like, wow. you're my plan. You're just like you're my plans. You're not going nowhere. You're. I want you in around your hip." So then I was just like, "Okay, cool." So then training, 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 training. And I think I got one start against Newcastle in the FA Cup and I played as a striker, but it wasn't my position. I never played, especially in a game like that. Yeah. I remember it was weird. Shay Adams was playing on the right, I was playing in the middle. And like, I was just thinking, bro, like, let's just swap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, I was just so, yeah. I mean, but it's football, it's football's, yeah, like I said, football's a weird game. So it is what it is, yeah. I remember. <laughs> We played Blackburn, 
wasn't in the squad. Me and Reese, no, I was on the bench. Kelly Batman was on the bench, didn't play. Then we played someone else, Barnsley away. Me, I remember me and Reese Brown were in the stands. Then I just said, Look, I'm, I just want to speak to him. So I said, Okay, cool, Gaffer, please. Can I go on loan to play? Then he said, Okay, cool. Um, we'll, we'll review it and I'll speak to you. I think at the time it was Bolton. At the time they wanted me on loan. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, cool. There, um, it's not something that I wanted to do, but at the, at the end of the day, if you, you need to go and play, you need to go and play. So then, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's try and get it sorted. So then, it got sorted, and then yeah, they let me, they let me go. Low. So then that was kind of like for, so it was from fifteen on two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen, I was there. I was there from six. I was there for six months, and then in January, from that time. Till 2018, that's when I actually played for played for Blues again. So um, like, I wasn't, I was obviously still a Birmingham player, but I was just never there. You were out for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so obviously the, the, the Bolton and Blackpool. What what what, what, the, what were the standouts for from those two? What was there anything, you know, any highlights that sort of spring to mind from that from those two clubs? I was gonna say yeah, you're so, on fire at Blackpool. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bolton loan was just. Like if I like obviously now that I'm more older and I know I was thinking okay cool Bolton want me on loan but obviously you know when you're young if it like so I remember it was Bolton and Oxford United that wanted me on loan at the time so I remember I remember the Bolton manager called me and the Oxford manager called me and they said the exact same thing Bolton was pushing to get promoted to the championship Oxford United was like mid table club doing well doing well in the league so I remember I said to my agent at the time my agent was like oh, Bolton massive club. But knowing what I know now, I would have preferred to go to Oxford United because I would have probably played from then to the end of the season, going back in the summer with a stronger chance of breaking in. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And then yeah. I went to Bolton, obviously because the manager said the same exact same thing as what the um, the Oxford United manager meant. So I was like, cool, they're saying the same thing. They must really, really want me. Obviously, this is my first ever loan, like proper loan. Yeah. And I've gone to Bolton and I remember... Came on the first game, right back got injured, changed to three at the back, not playing with wide playing men. I was thinking, oh my God. So then training well, training well, training well, training well, training well. Not not playing, no, no starts. I'm, I'm going in office, like, I thought that I need to do to play. Remember, I was talking to the Leos and like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm just not getting picked. And then it just got to a point where they just stuck with that winning formula with a three at the back. I remember I said to the manager, look, if you want me to play right wing back, I can play there. I can play number 10. I can play as a striker. I just want to play for you. Yeah. But then I made sure every like every day I was there on my loan, I conducted myself well and I trained well to the best of my ability just to know that, look, okay, this boy can play. Even though I'm not playing, this boy can play. Or any phone calls for future references, he's a good boy, yeah. he can play. Fair. And yeah, I remember. So I did that. And I remember going back into Birmingham and Harry Redknapp was the manager. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't know who I was because I was young, I was away. But obviously yeah. they told him. So I remember I went to speak to him because obviously things were changed, starting to change. And so I was, you know, yeah. let me just let me just go and speak to them now. Cause like, I'm getting a bit more mature now. So I was thinking, you know, let me just go get speak, go and speak to them now. So I kind of know my place, I know what I have to do, and I can come out fine. I think I still had like two years left in my contract or something like two and a half years left. So I was thinking, okay, cool. So I went to speak to him and I was just like, yeah, um, I think it's best if you kind of find a loan just to get more, just to play games and get experience. Obviously it hurt, but yeah. at the same time, I, I kind of understood. 
And I remember yeah. they went away, but I didn't get picked to go. And that was heartbreaking. I can't lie. Wow. I was hurt. So then I remember I was training with the um, the sports science at the time, training with them. And then when they came back, I was involved in the sessions and I was just, I was all that anger and frustration. I was just killing the sessions, killing the sessions. And Harry Redknapp called me and was like, look, like a lot of clubs have called, like there was like a couple of permanent transfers as well for me to go to the same league as well, or like go on loan. So I remember Harry Redknapp was like, look, um, like, no, like, you're, you're a good player. Like, that's very good. That's good science. A lot of clubs are um, show, talking about you, shows your promise and stuff. Like, why don't you think twice about going out alone? But at this time, I'm thinking, you know, like, now I need to play. I need to play games. I need to play games. Wherever it's, wherever, wherever it is, I need to play. So then that's how Blackpool came about. And then I went there. Then, yeah, man, that's when, when like, I felt like a proper, like, first team player when I first went there alone. Yeah. So, so, and then obviously that that sort of that came to an end, and then sort of back on back out on loan to to Portsmouth, and he obviously had a run there and played in like a playoff semi final. How, how yeah. was that? Because I mean that that's proper, you know. When you say you want to play football, I mean that that yeah. that is so, it. Yeah. That's it. I came I came back. So yeah. So after the Blackpool season, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Yeah, like I've, I've played 47 games. I've scored. I've assisted. I've played very well. Surely I'm gonna get opportunity to play at Blues uh, the season coming back. I remember I think I had one year left on my contract. So then done pre-season everything, and then I was still thinking, you know, cool. I want to go on loan again and play again. Yeah. But they were like, no, you're not allowed to because obviously the whole embargo thing at the time. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna have to sit here then and try and wait for an opportunity. So then played Norwich first game of the season. I remember I came and I scored. Thinking, oh yes, like thinking, yeah, like okay, cool. Next game I'm gonna get a start. No start. Well, next game all this, and then I was just like, you know, now I'm done. So then um, January came. It was crazy. I remember January came. I've never ever spoke about like this. I remember at the time, um, the manager. Obviously, you would know who the manager was at the time. Um, Yeah. Obviously, called me into the office and he was just like, "Um, my team wants to sign you. And it was like, oh, like they want to sign you. Oh, sorry. Huh? Yeah, sorry. They're like, yeah, they want to sign you. I was just like, um, all right, cool. Like, who is it? Then he told me uh, it was Portsmouth. They wanted to sign me on like a permanent contract. Yeah. And um, but I didn't want to commit to anything at the time because I remember I, had, I was I still had six months left. So I was thinking, okay, cool. Let me just go on loan and then see where everything is at at the end of the season. So then it was just like, um, oh, they, they, I was just like. I was just kind of wait, like, if I can do a loan, I'll do a loan. So then you were just like, okay. So then I remember I went to, to go to train and then I uh, went to go to train and then they're like, no, you're not in a session. I was like, what do you mean I'm not in a session? No, you're not in a session. So I said, okay, cool. No, that, no, no, no angle or nothing like that. Just said, okay, cool. No, calm. Okay, fine. Okay, done the session with the physio. So then, um, I think Palermo, Club in Italy or something like that, they wanted to take me on loan. So I was like, okay, okay, cool. So then I remember the next day, uh, I went to, tra- I had to train with the under 23s. It was, just, it was crazy. So I was thinking like, well, like I just want to, I'd rather just play. I don't want to commit to nothing now. I'd just rather just go on loan and play. And um, and just, yeah, just go on loan and play. And then in the summer, like, we can review everything. I don't want to commit to nothing now. 
because I, I, I still got six months yeah. to kind of clear my head and try and join my football, get back, yeah. and then and then we can go from there. So no, there was just like like nah, like you got. I was just like okay, cool. no. But then obviously the 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 chairman and didn't know nothing about this was happening. So then obviously because I've got right. a very good relationship with the academy, I come through the academy. I remember I, I said to the academy manager and the youth team coach, I said, look, this is what this is what they're trying to do to me. They're trying to make me go here, and I don't want to go. I'd rather just do a loan. And obviously there's other options, but I'd rather just go and play. So then um, they were like, so then like, okay, cool. So I remember like, because I've come through the academy and known since I was a kid, good boy, never ever been in trouble, no no disruptions, nothing, never like, no, nothing bad to my name in that club. Like, I've just always been a young, respectful, humble, grateful kid, obviously for what they've done for me. So then yeah. the um, academy manager set up a meeting with Dong, so I went to see Dong, and Dong was like, oh, Viv, like, how are you? Like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I just want to play football to the end of the season. Like, I've done a season at Blackpool, played 47 games, I've come back. I just want to play. Like, I'm 20, I think I just turned 23. I said, I just turned 23 now. I've only played 10 games. This time, this time last year, I played already, so this time last year, I already played 30. Yeah. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, so then Dong, Dong sorted out the loan. I think it got to go on loan to Portsmouth, done that. It was a good experience, got injured, and then um came back, played the playoffs, but then we didn't get then we didn't get playoffs. We didn't get playoffs. Yeah. Um so, I mean I, you I know just, what just want to ask yeah. quickly, um, like I I suppose like, out of your time at Blues, um, who would you say was the most influential first team manager for you while you were there? Okay, right. By country mile, or is it close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by country mile. Like other than yeah, by wait, yeah, it was the most influential because the other ones I wasn't really there. Obviously, yeah. for Zola, I was there for like a month, but like in terms of being there, yeah, it was Gary Rout for sure. Um, I suppose I don't, I, I don't know how to ask this one. I suppose like after Gary Rower, obviously you're still in touch with the first team. I'm sure you still be chatting to people. Um. With, with with the relationships with kind of what the vibe around the place, was it really different under certain managers? Like, was it better under certain managers than it was? No, I suppose because like, I wasn't de- like so because I wasn't there for a long time. So I wasn't there from so January. I went alone to Bolton. Then I came back yeah. for like pre-season. The vibe was all right. Like everyone was just fine. Everyone was just getting on with each other, getting on, and then. Um, then I went on. I left. I went on loan again. So I wasn't there, like with Steve Cottrell and um, Steve Cottrell. I wasn't there. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't know. Like I didn't know really what was going on at that time. I didn't. I didn't really know. But obviously, it didn't. It wasn't. Obviously, they, I think they survived relegation. That we survived relegation. Yeah. That Harry Redknapp yeah. kept us yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Harry, Harry Redknapp kept us up. So yeah, I remember talking to people. Everyone was just like, "Yeah, it's different right now." But obviously, we're just trying to stay up. But yeah, like I was so I wasn't there at that time. And then the only really time I was there before I left for a bit again was before I went to Portsmouth. And yeah. it, everything was fine. Like everyone was getting on with each other. Like we used to do like team activities and stuff. Like everything was fine, to be honest. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, do you know what, Viv? It, 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 when you're saying about you wanted to keep your options open, and I think, you know, the fact you've been at the club for so many years, we've, pro- we've probably owed you that. But you, you from. Again, lots of people, lots of ex-players we talk about. I would say the vast majority have been dealt a pretty, pretty shit hand at one point by the club. And, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's, I think, you know, it, 
it probably is just football, but listening to it as a, as a first and as foremost, a fan, it's as hard a fan, to hear. It's, it is really hard to hear that. And um, yeah, you know, it, it's just, it's disappointing. And, you know, I suppose clubs are very, very quick to, if a big offer comes in to get rid of a player. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, I, I think giving you what you, what you wanted at that point, and I'm glad you got that, that loan move. So I, Word is that you're offered a, an extension to your contract after. Yeah, did, yeah. Were you tempted, or did you just think, do you know what, that, that enough's enough? Yeah. So, like, what I experienced in January kind of was just triggering over my head because, like, it was just like if I go into it, it was I don't really want to go into it because it was it was like it was it was a weird it was like a weird kind of phase. Yeah. At the yeah. Time, like something that I never ever thought that this would kind of happen to me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So then, um, and it was weird because like it wasn't the club or anybody at the club. It was just obviously the manager at a certain time. And yeah. the reason why I don't, I, to this day, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Never ever caused yeah. no trouble. Never been disruptive. Never was late. Never got fined. Never. I'm in. Um, uh, what's it called? I'm in like Zoom calls with like a, a club chaplain. And the staff all the time, like yeah. no, never that. And so then, obviously, to to go through that, and then I remember, like, I remember him saying, I remember the, the manager saying at the time, "If you don't take this permanent deal, come the summer, we'll offer you a new contract, and you'll be in your own change room, and you'll be with the youth team training for the whole summer." And I was just like, "Wait, what? For what? Because I don't want to do what you want me to do." And the, it was weird because the players didn't know this. So the players were just thinking, oh, Vivian, just take it, just go. But I'm saying to them, no, it's far deeper than this. Like, it's not that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So then, until I actually had to sit down and kind of explain it, and then everyone was like, oh, my God. So, like, it was just one of those. So then I, I remember I was just like, I remember, obviously, I came, I remember, so I had the meeting with Dong, and obviously everyone everyone was sweet, like, calm. They they, they saw it out for me, got to enjoy my football and stuff. And and um, come back in the summer and kind of review everything. So I remember I came back. I did come back in preseason. I did come back, but then I just thought to myself, you know, I feel like now's the time I need to just become my own man and and kind of try and f- like just kind of do this myself in terms of yeah. like like they've given me everything they can up until this point. They've supported me. I feel like I need to become my own man and and just go and and, and find find my route myself. Yeah. And I like step it and, and just just let me like just blossom and, and, and go and just try and figure it out. So I decided to leave. I decided not to take it. I so, think that's so un- did- understandable considering how it sounds the predicament was. And I just I'd just been thinking about it to myself actually, like you know, with the kind of Gary Monk time um that you were there, and obviously that Norwich game. You, you scored what looked like it was going to be a winner, but then we were kind of robbed um, at the end of that game, unfortunately. But cracking game, cracking weather and a good start to the season, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. But um, I suppose just two points uh, I want to cover quickly was, like, what was that elation like when you scored that goal? Like, how did that oh. feel? Because the scenes were crazy. Um, it was not like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember was, you kind of running over to the stands as well. Yeah, yeah, right? I remember, yeah it's crazy. Just you know, like all the hard, like the hard work. I remember from obviously saying, remember not going on pre-season that summer before I went to Blackpool, and then 
And then saying, okay, cool, I'm going to go to Blackpool, I'm going to do what I'm going to do my ultimate best and I'm going to get back and I'm going to play. And like, it was just all, all the hard work. It was like all that hard work for that kind of moment. Do you know what I mean? Especially like yeah. on the first, and to do it on the first day as well, to get a goal on the first day. Like, you can't really beat that. I was thinking, oh yeah, this is, this is what all that, this is what all that hard work was for. In yeah. terms of like taking that step back and just taking it as a, a, pet, a positive mentally, working hard, improving, and just and showing that yeah, I can be reliable, I can be trusted, and I can oppose my ability on games and do well. Definitely, yeah. And I think I, I remember actually saying to my granddad after that game, um, like I, when we were just talking in general about the game, I, I, I said that you know you deserve a start for the next game. So, like, like you say, you know, you said you were surprised. I think a lot of the fans were surprised that you weren't more involved in the squad um, in games after that game, considering you just you just scored. Um, yeah. And you, was... you, you were effective when you came on the pitch as well. So it was kind of unbelievable that you didn't get yeah. into the squad, really. But it was just, it's one, of the, like, it's one of those, obviously, you can't, like, turn back time around. But obviously, you know, like, it was just, it was just one of those things. Obviously, like, I, I just tried to, like I said, every day, Try to just do my best, train hard, work hard, and also and be fit. Like if I wasn't in the squads, I remember I wasn't in the squads for maybe nine weeks, six, seven weeks, and it was tough. Mentally, it was very tough. Obviously, when you got like your family, you got your family, you got your support, you got obviously like the staff there that you they've seen you grow. And like I used to always go, like even till this day, I obviously I still speak to them over in them times. I used to have one-to-one coaches with my youth team coach and we'd talk and they just say, ask how I was and stuff. Yeah. And stuff like that kept, it kept me going. Yeah. It kept me going for sure, yeah. But so it's just one of those ones, yeah. 100%. And it must have felt horrible being outcasted from the squad, yet it, it kind of seems like there'd have been no harm in you being in the first team set up, yet you were kind of yeah. pushed away in even though there was no clear reason for it. Yeah. Um so no, that that's that's obviously really really tough to take. So it's a shame that it kind of happened that way, um, in the end, unfortunately. But then obviously you had uh, after Blues, you went on to CSK Sovia, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how was that? Like, what was that like? You know, completely different country. That's just yeah, so different so to Blues. Literally. So I remember, um, they wanted me in the, in the January window as well. So this one, they wanted me in the January window. Like I said, when I said, I just don't want to commit to nothing. I just want to go and learn, enjoy it, and review everything kind of in the season. So I remember them, obviously, like, putting in a little bid, whatever. But I was just like, like I said, I just want to focus, try and get back to match sharpness and just play. And, and the, at the end of the season, review everything. So then, yeah, when that came about, at first, I was thinking, no, nah, I don't want to go. But then I started. Yeah. I remember I just sat there to myself, because there was a few, I think it was CSK, Sofia, Panathinaikos, Obviously, some League One teams. I think I think one championship team wanted to pay, pay compensation. I'm not I'm not too sure if that was like a hundred percent. Like just a couple like teams in Scotland. So I remember I was Motherwell in Scotland and stuff like that. So I remember like I was just sitting there thinking, um, like let me. I remember I just researched the club and I typed them in. I just done my research and then I spoke, and then I was like, mm, okay, cool. Spoke to the president of the club. They came to London to see me. And then I was like, you know what? I remember speaking to my dad and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me take this chance. And obviously, I wanted to play for the Nigeria as well. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, okay, cool. If I can go to here and win like Europa League, 
surely that like, I'll be a contender to, to kind of get into the, to the international team setup. Like, that's what I always wanted to do. So I remember, like, I remember when I was saying to, like, where's the Harlem? I was like, oh, where's the thing I'm going to go? You know, I'm going to take it. He's like, you sure? Like, why don't you just stay? Like, stay. And I was just like, you know what? I just think it's time to, like, just try and just find my own, like, just, just go, my, just try and just leave my comfort zone and try something different. So then, yeah, I just, I took it. I went and it was good. It was a good experience. Um, I went there. Obviously, I wasn't fit because I came late. So then obviously yeah. I had to get fit and stuff and then play. Obviously, the manager at the time, very expensive manager, he won the Champions League in 1991 with Red Star Belgrade. So like all this, all those things were like kind of like coming to me. I was thinking, okay, cool. Like I can learn something different and I can improve. So yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good, it was a very good experience. So, so now sort of, well, coming at the end of COVID now. So you're, you're in, well, playing for Wigan um, at the moment. How has that gone for you? I know they're having a tough season, but how's it been for you yeah. personally? Oh, personally for me, it's obviously been a good season. Obviously, doing well and stuff. But at the same time, it's not. It's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be enough if we don't stay up. Yeah. Like I feel like the most important thing is for us to to stay in the league, so that the club can obviously rebuild and then go again for next season. Because obviously, the what, yeah. what happened to them last year was obviously was very unfortunate and just upsetting, really, the way everything happened. But yeah. obviously, yeah. So the season's been good. Obviously, I had a, um, an injury where I tore three ligaments in my ankle. Right. Three injury. I'd never been injured, so I was out for about four months. So I've just recovered. I recovered, like, last February. I just came back playing. So it's going well. Just yeah. the, the task now is just to keep Wigan in the league. Literally, that's the, that's the task. Do you believe you can do that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. If we continue to do what we've been doing and apply ourselves and obviously everybody's confident, yeah, for, for sure, 100%. I think you've just, Wigan have just got new owners, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah. So that must bring a positive vibe yeah. around the place and lift the squad, definitely. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there's, a big, there's a lot of good young players in that squad as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, we've got... A, it's, it's, exactly, it's been good for the Academy boys as well because so, a lot of them are like 19, 20, playing 30, 40 games this season. Mm. which would then set them up again for next year or wherever else they go. Like it's, it's just good in general. And obviously to stay in the league will be will be a big bonus as well. Yeah, definitely. It's been I, I hope you do that, mate. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So, um, just sort of wrapping it up, and, and, you know, thanks, really appreciate you take, taking your time because, yeah. you know, we, as I said, we, we, we've spoken to a lot of players, but not, not many, I guess, of, you know, the current crop. Uh, yeah. And you, you were definitely that that name for a few seasons that sort of the, the guy that was going to sort of break through and you, and you certainly, you certainly did that under Rao that, that, you know, without a doubt, but obviously blues have found themselves in you now kind of put an interesting yet familiar position with a manager being sacked and uh, obviously Bowyer coming in and hopefully going to do a bit of a sal- salvation job. Um, have you had any dealings with, with Lee Bowyer at any, at any point or played against any of his teams? Yeah. So, um, I played again. He they wanted to he wanted to sign me in the summer for okay. time. And yeah. then he wanted to sign me again in the window of January. Wow. So like we I know him very well. I've played against his teams and obviously the way he sets up, good good manager, good coach. And obviously he knows his his stuff. So yeah, I feel like obviously with time and obviously obviously there's no not really that much time now, but if he can kind of get his his infrastructure in now, obviously to the players. Hopefully they take it on board and, and they and they, and they and they win games and they stay up because it's a big club, it's a massive club. Yeah. Well, by the sound of it, mate, you might be back. 
I was going to say, he might try and sign you back for Blues. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, that's what, it's a it's a massive club, like big city, big club, big big fan base, a massive club. So like, obviously, it's, a, it's obviously it's, it's not it's, it's not nice to see that they're obviously again fighting for relegation. Hopefully, this can be like um, set up for something new now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. Well, we're definitely. We're, we're definitely hoping for that. So. <laughs> What, what one last question before before we let you go? Um, I mean, we, we're not in a we're in a better position than we were, but we're certainly not out of the woods yet. So, if, if from your time at Blues, what what player who, who, one player that you played with during your time at Blues, if you could put that player into a side that is struggling and that would have the biggest impact to really turn things around, who, who would it be? Other than yourself, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what for? In to put them in this current blues team, yeah. No. In, into the blues yeah, team, yeah. Which te- which player you play with do you think would have the biggest effect and positive impact on this blues, this current blues side? Mm-hmm. Just sort of like okay. the best player you played with, really, at blues. Djukovic is still leading the line there now, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fighter, um, boy, um, oh. As in me, as in I've played with Wolseen. Yeah, oh, in my time. Yeah. Um. Ooh, that's a difficult. Um. I only won, yeah. Or can I say you only one? You can only have you, one. You can give on, honorable mentions if you fancy it. <laughs> Probably. Um. Why? I'd say Magoma. Fair shout. Magoma, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Magoma. When he, when he, uh, yeah, Magoma. And there's, there's others like, obviously, Michael um, Morrow, Michael Morrison. Two players that we let go of and shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, my, yeah, to be fair, I, I think both both of them have got a, both of them would have a very good chance um, of getting into the, the current um, team. That, that's for certain. Yeah. Uh, um, so we never uh, should have let Morrison go. Never. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Um, obviously, Shea Adams would score. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll give you that because he hasn't been mentioned yet. I think and, uh, that that's someone that has to go into our little yeah, we're, kind so of we're, list. We're trying got. to build a team from ex-players that are making recommendations. So. We'll, we'll take your your Che Adams, and I think that's uh, that will be a very popular choice. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, Viv, um, as as I said, th- thanks very much. Really, really appreciate. I mean, this has been really, really good insight around, you know, how how persistent you were to to make your dreams come true. And I think that, you know, hopefully some young lads will will listen to this and and to yeah. maybe sort of get a bit of inspiration because, uh, and certainly the way that you've dealt with the adversity that you've had from time to time and dealing with it in such a way that, you know, it, it gives you a ton of credit. And I think we'll yeah, ultimately bring, bring your awards as you, as you continue throughout your career. So really appreciate your time, mate. So thanks very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. No, it's been great having you on, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank All you. Right. Cheers. Thanks. thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Right, so that was uh, Viv Solomon Otterbore. A bit of a different one for us uh, this this time around. Um, but, yeah, some really good insights. Unfortunately, another 
probably not not great story about blues but i think other than that you know yeah. <laughs> you know we, we're probably used to that hopefully they're going to be fewer and fewer now that we've got a what feels like a good manager at the helm so um so yeah so anyway uh tom thanks a lot mate i enjoyed that i think there was some really good stuff in there 100 percent. yeah no uh, it's been a pleasure joining you as always mate indeed so right well we're not long to wait to, to the next game we'll definitely get some uh, content out there before before that happens and um yeah let's hope for the the manager is going to be working some magic on the training ground and get the the next sort of three points in the bag to alleviate any worries we have about uh, the dreaded league one. But between now and then, stay safe and keep right on. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.